Everybody's going to have to excuse me this morning. I'm in that um, I'm on the remote at Upstate Warrior Solutions wearing the headset. I always sort of channel my inner Han Solo in the gunnery thing when that happens because I got my headset on. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. But I am joined by the Director of Programs here at Upstate Warrior Solutions. Nate Moore, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? I am coping. Now, What when, when we're saying programs, which that is a wide – I can see like you on a flow chart where it's like you at the top and then an umbrella that looks like a pterodactyl wingspan coming out from under you. How many programs do you have to uh, watch out for? I think you explained it perfectly. Yeah. You know, really, that ranges from everything that we do. Um, it's a lot of outdoor rec and family services. Uh, you know, really a little bit of uh, everything. Right. You've been with them since 2014. Um, I'm I'm curious because you are a veteran. Did you recognize what I recognized back in the 90s that all of those promises that those those uh, recruiters had made to me about how they were going to take care of me and feed me croissants and everything when I got out of the military. That was not true. Did you notice that? You know, uh, I joined the Marine Corps, so those promises weren't there. I was given different pr- promises, yeah, yeah. like, hey, we'll give you the opportunity to go overseas, and oh, yeah. they uh, did their part to help me go overseas. Right. You obviously had a much more, much more candid recruiter than I had. Uh, when you're recruited in 2004, 2005, uh, right. it was, you know, no hiding what was going on. Well, I, you know, that's that's interesting because, like, when I joined in 1984, the reason I joined was because the uh, the Marine Corps barracks had just been bombed in Beirut. Okay. Like, four or five months before I joined. Yep. I tried to join that weekend, and I had to be – there was just so much going on that I could not get in until March. Yep. So, um, but that's why I joined, and – when I joined, my expectation was I was joining to go into combat. Yep. So you joined, you know, I joined thinking we were going to go to combat. You joined while we were already in combat, right? Yeah, I, I, I knew what I signed up for, yeah. for the most part. Right. Uh, folks folks have asked different questions now, and I'm like, well, they don't get uh, 35-year-olds to enlist these days. So they get eight, eight, 18, 18 year olds who think they're invisible right. or to go overseas. Well, I would join, except uh, they'd have to. I think my PT, I'd have to run the two mile walk in a day. I think I get a day for that, and I only have to do five push ups. That's right. I'd max that sucker. So I don't know, but they probably wouldn't let me keep my rank, and I just can't be a 63 year old private. That just ain't happening for me. So, with you, how often? How often do you look at the programs and reassess them and say to yourself, I need to add this to it because I'm not meeting this particular need? I think that's a constant thing. You know, we're always looking at what we're doing and what we can do a little bit better. Right. Um, but sometimes doing things better is not adding something new. Right. Um, it's, you know, what what gap is there, you know, in the veteran space, in, in the upstate, and then what can can we do to, to fill that gap? Um and then, really, when you look at things like out, outdoor rec, you know that that's just as important to, to some vets as you know finding a job. Well, see, that's the thing. See, with veterans, see that the military is uh, a very different profession to be in because everything you, your socks are provided, your food's provided, what you're going to be doing next week's provided, your transportation. So, for you. You have to try to figure out how to do that as a civilian now. That's the challenge, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Um, 
and, and then vets, you know, face different challenges. Right. Uh, so. Well, I mean, so you probably you probably see a little bit of drug dependency, some alcoholism, some physical physical uh, debilitation yep. or yep. or injury. Yep. Right. And uh, really, um, some of the things that we also work on is, you know, guys don't have those issues, but they feel like they're, you know, going through life alone. So when you think about when you were in the service, you always had someone there with you right. that had a similar experience. So you were very connected. So a lot of our programs that we are doing now is to try and get vets connected to each each other again someone you trusted that's right that, that's that I, and i think that's probably the coming out of the military and coming into civilian world i realized really quick that, that some of the civilians that i was cozying up to i could not trust them and uh i don't know i saw it in a movie the other day once once somebody burns trust sorry just doesn't mean anything anymore when they start throwing that at you so I can see where that would be, because that was provided wasn't yeah. it, in the military. When you went to a unit and everything, you went, you already went to a cohesive group that was there, platoon, company, whatever it was. Yep. You were just insinuated into it. You became a part of that machine, and everybody was watching you, and you were watching everybody, and that just doesn't happen yep. in the civilian world. Plus, when you're in the military, you know exactly what your role is. You know what your mission is. Right. E even if you don't agree with why we're here or why we're not there you, you know what your j job is so when you, you get get out it's kind of up to you to figure out what your new mission is a uh, little side question if i can because when i was in the military in the 80s uh i m most of my members of my platoon there was about half of them that i just couldn't stand but i i knew that if we were in europe so mm -hmm. we were forward deployed when the soviet union was still a thing and uh I knew that if, uh, as the term, the balloon went up, we would put all of that aside. It, is that the way it was with your generation? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, because everyone ha has their role, and you, you you train, you train, you train, um, and then you when you the boy, you've got to rely on someone else. No, really, no matter what it is, right? Um, so you you build build that 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 tr trust e even if it's someone from a completely different bet background from a different part of the country um you know with different a experiences when once you're there you know you, you don't really see that those things especially in the moment <laughs> so a a veteran today if they if they have an issue if they're if they feel alone if they need help with a job or something they call up state warrior solutions is there somebody there on that end of the phone catching it to where and ha do you find out about that when that comes down the pipe when when, when that's coming Coming yeah. In. So, so one of the, one of the things that I think we we do the best uh, is w when you call, we'll answer, or when you send an email or request support online, we 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 respond. Yeah. And we we respond within like tw twenty four hours. So when we have folks that you know re re reach out, we, we are there to, you know to offer support. And really, it, it comes at uh, it, it comes through th 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 throughout the day, you know. At, after hours, um, it's an ongoing thing. Well, you guys fill you, you, you one void that I, I really wondered about it because, like, when I went into the military, you got basic training to get you all assimilated into the routine and mm -hmm. try to get you from being a kid on the block to being a soldier, and then you go to AIT, and then you go, go to your unit, wherever you are. If, it, if you're in a foreign country, they, they help you assimilate into it. But when you get out, it's just like, see ya, and that's it. And yeah. then you've got to come back into the civilian world and – sort of try to assimilate back into it where uh, 
Yeah, I think they're doing. They're trying to do a better job now than they were for a, a long time. That there's there's really good pr- pr- programs um, that are built uh, for folks that you know the, the military will pay you um, or will continue your service for like three months. Right. Uh, it's called SkillBridge, um, where you're able to kind of get 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 out and look for jobs and look and try and figure out what that next next step is. But for 20 plus years it would spend a year to train you to 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 deploy and then even sometimes you're like you you hit your eas date mid-deployment right you're you're out in a month right you know and it's you're not trained whatsoever so i think that they have learned now there's a lot of kinks to work out because once you have that program everyone wants to apply but your unit's like no we we need someone on firewatch so it's who who gets it and who does not, but a lot of those programs are beginning to, to get implemented. If you're a veteran out there and you're sitting around and you're saying to yourself, boy, that was a big, stupid decision I made to get out of the military, or you've been sitting around for a decade or so thinking, wishing, wondering, all this other stuff, you need to cuddle Upstate Warrior Solutions. You need to get a hold of Mr. Moore here, and they will get you on your way and get you back to where you that combat effectiveness you felt without the combat, without the need for the combat, just the effectiveness. So, Nate, thank you very much for joining me this morning. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate your time. When we get back, we're going to talk to Luke Ryder. He is the founder and CEO of Track Heroes. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Currently live at 770 Pelham Road at the Roop Upstate Warrior Solutions. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Joined now by Luke Riker. And I have promised to make no science fiction references <laughs> with him. He is the founder and CEO of Track Heroes. Tell me a little bit about this. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate the, this opportunity. Yes, sir. Yeah, so we are a 501c3 charity that supports veterans or first responders by combining high-performance driving and cutting-edge neuroscience to help improve their mental health. Um, typically, we're helping uh, heal a dysregulation uh, that most veterans or first responders suffer from, just from dealing with high occupational stress over a long period of time. So we do this by getting them in brand new M3, M4, you know, vehicles at the BMW Performance Center in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Right. We usually get uh, anywhere between 8 to 12 uh, heroes to go through the event. They get to spend the entire day driving these awesome vehicles on a closed course with professional instructors in a specific sequence that we set up neurologically to hit certain neurological gateways. Um, But as the veteran, they just feel uh, like they're just having a great time at the track. Um, our program has so far shown uh, pretty good statistics on it. Guys are uh, reporting to be more relaxed, more calm, um, and feeling that they've gotten a lot more control uh, over their lives. And we've been doing this since 2020. Um, we're entering uh, 2024. We're, uh, previously, we've been uh, just doing a couple of events this year, but uh, last year we really started to get a lot more attraction, uh, and we're uh, a lot more traction, and we're, uh, we're looking to do four events so far this year already fully funded. So, if you guys check us out at trackheroes.org, check out the uh, the event sign-up tab, 
Um, new events are getting constantly posted on there. Um, not only do we do events like this, we also do uh, high-performance driver education events where we provide slots to veterans and first responders to um, events on real racetracks. Um, the Carolina Motorsports Park in Kershaw, South Carolina, we have events there. We also have events down at Road Atlanta, the VIR up at uh, up in Virginia, Summit Point. So come check us out. You never know uh, when, we're, uh, when there's going to be an event uh, available for you. Why haven't I been signed up for this, LT? <laughs> I need to be signed up for this because I could go to this. I could say I'm having trouble because my goatee's gray unless I put <laughs> Grecian formula in it. Well, see, we don't try to we don't uh, rate or stratify a person's you know service or how hurt they are. If you're right. a veteran if, or you're a first responder, you apply. You're you're eligible for our program because we feel that just serving is enough to potentially run into these uh, uh to some of these uh, issues that veterans deal with just as challenges of, of well their lives. I, you know i can see you know uh when i was at fort campbell they did this thing called stabo do you know what that is uh no <laughs> that's where they think it's a smoking hot idea to dangle you 90 feet under a helicopter while it's flying <laughs> at 500 feet and of course while i was not twisting and turning that that black hawk that i was underneath <laughs> dangling i did feel the synapses firing off in my brain as i was considering things like engine failure <laughs> sudden weightlessness you know that kind of thing so I, I could see where this would duplicate some of the stuff because being in the military is unlike any other job out there when you're doing training isn't yeah it? that's a fact well what we what we really try to deal with is called it's a it's a dysregulation of the of the AP, hpa access essentially veterans get really good at triggering their fight or flight system right and over time they get so good at it that they pretty much do it all the time pretty much activating their sympathetic uh, nervous system, which is their fight or flight, which gives them the increased anxiety, increased, you know, uh, blood pressure, increased uh, uh, heart rate, disrupted sleep, um, and even that, that feeling dead inside. All that stuff could be attributed to basically over-triggering that system to a point where it no longer responds. And so you end up with an overwhelming amount of the uh, hormones that are typically released during your fight or flight initiation, but you never get any of the rest and recover on the back end because that part is blocked. And so you'll end up with an overwhelming amount of the bad uh, hormones and none of the release. And so our program is to basically retrain the brain to be able to identify the fact that that's the issue, limit the amount of triggers, and we also give them exercises where they could, um, you know, scale themselves back down and bring themselves back under control with the overall intent of lowering the amount of triggers, which will allow the hormones to basically catch back up and uh, the whole system recovers. So, I mean, there's a lot of science behind what we're doing. Yes, I know. I'm nodding because I don't know what else to do with some of the stuff you're saying. <laughs> um, so, I, and see, the, the, th the point that I was trying to make is in the military, that kind of that kind of excited state that you get into that you clamp down on and control and vector the way it has to go. That's every day in some cases yep. if, you're, if you're training. And, but then you get out of the military, and that's just cold turkey. <laughs> just done. Yeah, done. You know, you, you go to work. Uh, I was in the route business. Okay. So my uh, a, a big traumatic event that day would be knocking over a stack of light beer. <laughs> that would be traumatic for me. Well, but, it, you know, it, it was nothing like that. And I could see the benefit of bringing them back into this because it's familiar. Right. Is that what it is? It's well, a familiar it, it is feeling. Familiar. It is familiar. And, and um, you know, there's a lot of things that, that our program treats. Like a lot of guys, when they do the adrenaline-type therapy, they want to go out and feel something. And that's because they're getting a flat-line response to 
cortisol. They're not getting the cortisol feeling from, you know, doing things. They feel dead inside. They need to do things to even get like a 10 on the Richter scale just to get a blip on a, on a veteran scale. That's because they don't have a, a good cortisol response. Right. And so our system, our, our plan, the, the, the way we go about treating it is to return that, that, uh, that response so that you could go back to feeling like, you know, a normal human being again. Well, normal for us. Right, right exactly. Normal for us. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a relative thing. Yeah, it's a relative it, it, thing. It's from a per- certain perspective. You know? Right. <laughs> you know, I'm a bomb squad guy. I'm, I was EOD, so my, my level of normal is probably a little different than, than others. Yeah. I, I was in signal. So what, what I considered, a, you know, I was trying to get the frequency right and get the get good combo bouncing 1,900 miles. Off. That had a, a set of stressors, not quite like disarming an IED. <laughs> Yeah, we all have our job, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, by the same token, I can, I've, I've seen some guys try to do this with various physical activities, although this is one that I never would have considered. Although, after we're done today, somebody needs to get me some blank paperwork because <laughs> Bill wants to sign up for this one, Catherine LT. Well, as a vet, you're definitely eligible for okay, it, so, yeah. so check us out, man. Yeah, Bill wants to sign up for this one because I can go in there. Can I put a GoPro up there and, and look we, like John Wick and everything? We actually have. And, yeah, we know, provide we provide the beard. GoPros throughout. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so we, we make sure that the event is memorable, but the, that the veteran is able to uh, come back with a bunch of stuff. But you know, not a, not a, including the the skills and stuff that we teach them, the memories of the event. But also, I mean, you're having a good time with a lot of other veterans. A lot of times, you know, veterans find themselves on the alone alone on the couch after they get out because you know their network moved on. You know, the military keeps on moving on, and when you get out, you're typically not part of the mission anymore. So you're you find yourself sitting on the couch. You know. Trying to find something to do. Trying to find something like this to do to get that brain back. Exactly. Where, where... You'd be surprised how many veterans or people that are in the veteran circle uh, approach us afterwards say, wow, I mean, as soon as they got selected for the slot, it's like the fire, the light came back into their eyes. It's something to look forward to again. They're, they're looking at different websites. They're talking about different things, you know. And, and that's a, a key component of our program is learning and exploring and trying new things. You know, one of the things that we discovered in our research is that uh, – the typical the parts of the brain that are exercised and strengthened while doing high performance driving are parts of the brain that are, that have been found to be deficient in the veteran community. So, not only are we laying new neural paths in these uh, uh, that are full of fun and excitement and good times, um, but we're also strengthening the the mind, basically making it a stronger, more resilient veteran on the, on the back end as well. Now, see, I was stationed in Europe in the eighties. There was no speed limit on the Autobahn <laughs> in the eighties. There was no speed limit. So for me, this would just be like it was when I used to go to the grocery store. Mm, It'll nice. take me back. <laughs> It'll take me back. The uh, the the web the the, the uh, website is trackheroes.org. If you are a veteran and you want to get out there and drive a high performance machine just because you earned the right to do it, well, Mr. Riker here he will set you up and he'll even record it and give you a a keepsake to take home with it. And yes, sir. You remember what it was like when you were back with the boys and you were doing the military's business when you were the kings of the at. Mr. Riker, thank you very much for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes, really sir. appreciate it. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Vets Helping Vets at Greenville, Jeff Brown President, Randy England. He's the marketing officer. That in just a moment. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. So you have these sobering moments when you hang out with other veterans, especially those that served when you served because they stayed in and served and made a career of it. And I got out 
on the E6 list, and one guy was a command sergeant major, another one was a major general or some some such, whatever it was, and then that puts everything in perspective for you. I'm at the Roop Upstate Warrior Solutions, 770 Pelham Road. Joining me now are Jeff Brown and Ran, uh, Randy England. They are from Vets, helping vets of Greenville. Good morning, guys. Morning, Bill. Good morning. Tell me about this. You guys, uh, that's the best veteran organizational name I've ever heard because all of them actually work out to be that. When you guys were looking at that, were you like, what, nobody took this already? We actually had a, a Vets Helping Vets in Anderson, so we just copied them, what they were doing, okay. and brought it to Greenville. Uh, <laughs> so we, we can't claim it. No, it's, it's, it's not the same. We put up Greenville after hours. That's guys. exactly right. Yeah. So you can't sue us at all. There's an old military adage, tops, take other people's stuff. Tops, that's right. They sure so, do. So we took the name. But, I, to, but, but they're our grandfathers. So. When, when you're talking about tops, you're talking about first sergeants. No. Oh, okay. It's the acronym, Take Other People's Stuff. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because my first sergeant took my bottle of vodka one time when I won it, and we called him Top. <laughs> anyway, tell me about uh, what this what this actually works out to do, because a lot of times with veterans, uh, especially the older veterans, right, they find themselves in a predicament where when it rains, they get wet. They can't get out of the house. Yep. This is where you guys come in? That's exactly where we come in. Tell me about it. We visitation. We we go visit vets. Uh, we get we got a visitation committee. He he connects with these veterans that need somebody to go talk to them, whether it be the assisted uh, living homes, the nursing homes, or whether they have in in their own house. So we go visit with them. Right. So that's part of that that we do. But we do construction projects as well, Dave. Yeah. We basically go through a, a step program, pro, program where, uh, first of all, we get a notification. And the notification comes through either our Facebook page or uh, a telephone line where they'll leave a voice message. Uh, we have an email that they can send us an email or word of mouth. And we find out, okay, well, here's a veteran in need. And it can be a myriad of different issues that the veteran has. Well, the first thing we do is we refer them to Upstate Warriors. And that has two purposes. Number one, it gets them verified as a veteran because, unfortunately, in this world today, there are those that would try to take advantage of a situation and not really be to, um, qualified to get our services. So we right. verify through Upstate Warriors that they are, in fact, a veteran. And then it also gets them enrolled. That's the second fact is that they get them enrolled in Upstate Warriors because Upstate Warriors has so many different things they can offer a veteran. And then if, they can't, if Upstate can't cover the whole situation, then that's when we get the call. And so we consider ourselves kind of a gap filler, or maybe the caulk of the of the of the shower. It time. reminds me of what used to happen in uh, in in Germany during Christmas time, where they you know the 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 soldiers that were living in the barracks they were basically isolated. Yep. Mm-hmm. On those days that we would not be on on a war footing like we were in the mid '80s in Europe, and uh, the platoon sergeants and everything, they would get together, and if you lived off post, I lived off post, we would go get a couple of the single guys and bring them to our house and. And just keep them from being isolated. And when you guys in, introduce into their lives again, that gets them back out of that isolation. Absolutely. Starts the ball rolling again yeah, for them, yeah. doesn't it? We also meet once a week too on, on every Thursday at the Elks Lodge here on right. Pelham Road. So we bring them a, a group of about ninety folks come in, fifty to sixty folks come in, and we uh, we talk to them camaraderie. What issues do they have? They've got any claims issues with the VA? Can we help them with that? Right. So we have meetings. But we also go out to their place where they live at and, and go to what they what their needs are. Yeah, the VA thing, that can be a very yeah. daunting issue, just the VA thing. Can yes. It? Yeah. Um, and the VA can't cover everything. They, right. They can't take everything. And some of these veterans don't qualify for some of the things the VA can offer. Um, so 
we take care of all sorts of different issues. And uh, just this month alone, uh, we've built a, a, a ramp for a World War II vet, right? Uh, a wheelchair ramp. We uh, installed handrails for a Vietnam-era vet who had a cinder block staircase going up to his mailbox. He'd already taken a few falls trying to go up the stairs, so we got a handrail put on for him. Uh, had a veteran living in a camper out here who, during the cold snap, uh, the pipes busted. Right. So we were able to get out there and take care of that real quick. Yeah. Uh, within, I think, 48 hours, we had him taken care of. We had a veteran who uh, moved out here to be close to his sister who's terminally ill and uh, through a scam situation, lost a lot of money and was out of cash, out of money. So we were able to provide enough funds for him to be able to stay in a hotel until he got his next disability check and get back on his feet. So the, 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 the situations, we don't know what's coming around the corner. Right. There's no cookie-cutter situation. And so we are prepared to take action on whatever it is. I don't care if it's a handy hand situation or whatever. Just yesterday we had a veteran reach out, homeless veteran, who asked for a guitar. And within forty, within four minutes, literally four minutes of the of the uh, a request going out, we had a new guitar for him. Somebody he was donated. Picking and grinning. Yes. Picking and grinning. Yep. I, I don't think some people understand exactly what a, a leader in the military does, like a sergeant major or something, like that, because you guys have to in in the military you have to see to the health and welfare. Yes. Of a bunch of guys that you're going to send out that might might they're going to have to you, and you got to motivate them too. You got to send them out to do a job that might get them killed, but you got to see to their health and welfare on a daily basis. Yes. Yep. So you, you are covering the entire gamut, the 360-degree gamut of emotion, of the cha- just the emotional content. Not Then there's the continuing education, the training, all this other stuff. you got to keep that honed up to that edge all the time. I don't think people understand exactly what a military leader is actually capable of doing. Well, that is absolutely that, true. Absolutely. One of the things, too, Bill, we do is Uber rides. When these veterans don't have transportation getting from the VA to their home, right. vice versa, they call us. We provide the Uber rides. We have a, a, an account. We have a lady that kind of handles that. Right. And uh, she gets those folks to and from. So that's a big plus for these veterans that are homebound and they don't have any trans- don't have any family around. They can take them to the doctor. Getting them out of the house is a big yeah. deal. Absolutely. And, and to your point on the, on the military leadership side, there are veterans we've come across where they've got situation after situation coming up, and they seem to, to lack the ability to – for uh, just take take control of their life. And there have come times where we've had to sit down with them and and shake them by the shoulders and say, look, man, you're capable of doing this yourself. You don't need us to hold your hand. So, again, we're not here to to give you a handout. We're here to give you a hand up. But we need you to get on your feet and get moving. Right. And just like in a rucksack march, you know, where the guys are – you know, they're, they're sucking it up and, and, you know, like we say in the infantry, you know, embracing the suck. Well, sometimes some people get overcome by that. And so you have to get a little bit uh, rough with them and let them know that, you know, you got to get up here. We need you up front. I always found that if you knew, if you made a really good friend of the medics and you got enough Motrin, you could embrace the and suck. Moleskin. Oh, Moleskin and Motrin, <laughs> two M's. If you had the M&M's, you could do, we, we had to do a 115-mile road march in three days to commemorate a retreat that our predecessors did during World War One. We had these nice, beautiful, functioning armored vehicles. We had to put them on a, on a <laughs> flatbed, roll them back, and then run back to Bamberg. <laughs> Just and, and But I knew all that. I embraced the suck. <laughs> I embraced it. I made it up there on two feet. Then we'd get there and have to wait on the band from the first AD to walk in yeah. like they'd been with us the whole time. Yeah. In Greenville County, there's close to 30,000 veterans. See, I know this is a big corridor, isn't it? Yes, yes. it is. Yeah. And if we just touch 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1
that's 300 veterans a year if we were to just do one percent what's um, the uh, what's the what, what's the suicide up to nowadays what is 22. it 22, 22 i think we're still sitting 22 so if you yeah this, and, the, and, and, the, and the, the, this short circuits this gets to this before it gets to that point yes, it does. in a lot of cases yes uh, as a matter of fact i just uh, came here at upstate warriors two weeks ago and went through suicide uh first aid training because the situations we find ourselves in with these veterans there is the real opportunity a real situation where we may run into somebody who's at that point so being able to talk them down and keep them safe is is a key issue too well you guys uh I've run out of time. Good stuff. I, I like it when a bunch of military leaders roll in and j- take charge because sometimes that's exactly what's needed, isn't it? Yes. So thanks very much for stopping by. Yep. Thank vets you. helping vets of Greenville. Coming up next, Big Rich, American Legion Post number three. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. So, since I've been doing this, uh, a few things have changed. I've gotten out there and gotten more acquainted with other uh, other veterans since I've been doing this. And joining me now is my current commander at uh, American Legion Post Number Three. He is Greenville County Animal Control Officer Rich Cochran, or as his friends call him, Big Rich. And uh, you had an event in the around Christmas time last month. How did that work out? Yes, we did. It's our um, Goodfellas program. <clears throat> it is our 90, It was our 99th year, and I wanted to personally extend a great thank you to all the people, the listeners here that donated to the program. It made it a great success. We um, we filled, we packed almost 700 boxes, gave out a little over 600. Um, so everybody knows none of the food goes to waste. The remaining boxes we donated to a food pantry in Greer. So that every you know, every dime that's in, that's invested into this program stays in this program, and any any money that's left over, we roll it in for the next year. So this this was an event as as this was quite the mechanical coordination to put together because you had a bunch of kids, you had a bunch of veterans, you had a bunch of LEO, uh, and they were all working together packing these boxes on a. Uh, on an assembly line that I guess Henry Ford would probably have been sort of proud of to observe. How did you manage that? Well, it's uh, there, there's a lot of uh, trial and error. Again, it's our 99th year, so it's not the first time doing this, but we do. We had um, we had volunteers from um, Boys Life. We had volunteers from um, the Law, Law Cadets. We had volunteers from... Um, couple other groups and some are just um civilian have no affiliation with any any of the groups and they just want to come out and give back to the community give give back i had one family that um they've been bringing their daughter there for the last six or seven years she's about 13 years old just because they want her to understand what it means to give back when i saw a lot of cadets that sort of changed my opinion of generation x to a certain degree i mean it was a small group of kids but what is a law cadet they are um and I don't remember the exact ages because I don't – I'm not hands I think on one of them told me 14 was the youngest they could come in, and they could stay till they were 21. That sounds right. Yeah. And it basically, if they have an interest in going into law enforcement as a career, then they can come in 
Um, they do classes, and then they do practical app on those classes so that when they, one, they get to understand what they're getting into if they decide to continue into that career in law enforcement, but it also gives them a, a real leg up over just the standard person coming in, whether, whether from college or out of the military, because they've got a, ba a good, solid, grounded, basic understanding of law enforcement and basic laws going into it do you think is there any sort of uh like do we have any data about people that stayed with it and got with it and came into law enforcement from that and um i personally don't um i need to get in touch with the sergeant i'd be interested to find out it. okay we got somebody walking up here now with something we might have something this is the 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 drama of live radio as it unfolds yeah, yeah it's the law law enforcement academy program is okay what, what the one we sponsor okay I just thought I thought that it was interesting because I have uh, maligned Generation X just about every chance I get in most cases just because of certain things I see. And to see these kids um, and and the law enforcement cadre they were working with, you know, you had some guys that were obviously in supervisory roles. And then you had – there was one guy there that looked like he could have played – he could have been a linebacker. So, I mean, it was all all different types of police officers with different roles within uh, the sh sheriff's department, right? It is sheriff's yeah, department. so – yeah, I thought that was very interesting. The other thing I thought was interesting was the next day because this is when uh, everybody shows up to pick up their food, and they show up a variety of different ways to pick up their stuff, don't they? Yes, they do. We had uh, I had one lady that actually called me the day before, and she was like worried about getting her food because she was act she was actually took an Uber to get to our facility to pick up her box, and knowing that we had we have some some of our volunteers that uh, maybe they you know, they're not able to sit there and actually manually load the boxes but we had a couple of them that were that they gave them rides back home so right. she didn't have to waste her you know spend her money what, what money she has available to to buy to pay for another uber to take her pack her food back home we provided that ride back home for her uh, we had people come in um there we had one gentleman come in in a minivan he's got like eight tickets well what he had done is everybody in his church that had gotten one of the tickets not all of them had transportation to come and get their food so he comes in picks up all eight boxes and then goes and delivers them out to to his uh church members or the group well, i mean the box that also comes with lettuce and two chickens and some potatoes and i mean it, there's a lot of stuff with this this is like a grocery delivery right it, it, it is it's a, the box weighs a little over 50 pounds yeah so. it's there's rice a bunch of dry goods how, how long did it take from start to finish to give it all out couple uh, hours just a couple hours yeah. we're we're typically we started did it on friday you got done before i got off the air i couldn't even come film it <laughs> exactly we, we were done by the time you got off the air yeah so uh how would somebody find out if they want to help you next year with goodfellas how do they contact um they can post three they can call the post we have our website which is tal post three greenville sc.org or we have a Facebook page that is the American Legion Post 3, Greenville, South Carolina. If you don't mind doing it really convoluted, if you can't remember that, you can call Upstate Warrior Solutions and tell them to call me and I'll call Rich. <laughs> and before it's over with, it'll be just like it used to be back in the days when we had landline phones. That's it. Making, playing phone tag. Outstanding. That was a success. Thank you very much for taking the time to join. Oh, go. I uh, do want to do want to put out an invitation. Our ladies auxiliary is doing their breakfast on Saturday, February seventeenth. It's seven dollars a person. We'd love it's from nine to eleven a.m. Would love for the you know the general public is welcome. Come out, have a good breakfast, then walk upstairs and check out the museum. We'd Will there be waffles? I don't think there'll be waffles. There's typically eggs and grits and sausage and biscuits and gravy. Um, 
problem. Okay, well, <laughs> well, we'll have to discuss this off air, I guess. Anyway, thanks for joining me today, Rich. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Coming up next, we're going to be joined by uh, Captain Mike, Colonel Captain Mike Reinhardt. He's the board president of Wounded and Recovering Fund, the, the War Fund. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. <laughs> 